Yeah, we in here, man. We uh, we recording. We live. We got people listening to us. So, uh, hope you're not nervous. I'm good, bro. <laughs> this is what you do, ne- right? Never nervous, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right. So, if you guys uh recognize that there's another voice on my podcast other than mine, I'm sitting here with Terrell Tenson of Inner Legend Athletics. Let me throw a round of applause in there real quick. Just so y'all know, I'm not sitting here by myself, and this is not pre-recorded. We're going to do this. We're going to do this on the fly. We're going to talk, and uh, it's just going to be real. So uh, no editing, nothing like that, unless something bad happens, unless something stupid happens. Otherwise, we're just going to sit here and talk. And um, everybody who listens to my podcast knows this is about the freelancer. This is about the person that works for themselves, that works from home, that does or doesn't have a nine to five or is planning on leaving the nine to five. And I think you fall right into that category. Sure. What My brother was good, man. Yeah, you good? You look, you doing good? I mean, I'm good, man. I'm good, brother. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Let me make sure I can hear you. Make sure everything's good. I think I got you on here. Go ahead and uh say one thing real quick just to make sure. Yo, what's up? Hello? What's up? Yeah, I got you on the microphone. I got you here. All right. So uh, anyway, um, let's just go ahead and get to it, man. Let me... uh. Yeah. I got a whole host of questions here. Not yep. a whole lot, but got a whole bunch of me rattle some pages here to make sure I make it look like I know what I'm doing here. So <laughs> let's see. Um, first question right off the bat. Yep. What made you want to start your own brand? Man, it, it was a dream of mine, man, since about 10 years old. Really? And, um, you know, I was heavily influenced, man, by the Nike commercials, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember uh, Reebok, Dan and Day, the Olympics and no. all that. Yeah, they, they had them commercials back in the day. Okay. Uh, Adidas, man. I've always been um, one of those people who really bought a lot of athletic apparel. Yeah. My dad got me into it. My mom got me into it. And I knew, man, one day I wanted my own. Okay. You know what I mean? And through trial and error, through life. Ultimately, what I always wanted to do came back many, many decades later, man. So I'm doing it now. Happy about it. Uh, we launched, man, and, and the people really giving good feedback. Okay. Really happy about that. And um, But like I said, it's been a dream of mine. And I'm a creative dude, too, man, like yourself. I like designing, like doing different things. And I'm a fitness guy. You yeah. know, I've been lifting weights. I've been running. I played football growing up, the whole deal. So eventually, I wanted the kind of brand that I wanted to buy. You know, know, something that I didn't see out there. And I was going to ask you that because when I was in college, man, me and my crew, all we wore was Adidas. I mean, of course, we we didn't have no sponsorships or nothing like that, but that was just our thing, our clique. It was like four or five of us, and we're like, we're not going to rock nothing but Adidas. But, I mean, we we were athletic, you know, not hardcore athletes. We didn't play for the school. I mean, one of my boys did. He tried to play for uh, Long Beach State basketball, but he didn't make it for whatever reason. Not that he wasn't dope, because that dude's one of the best ball players I've ever seen, but we weren't wearing the gear for its athletic purposes. We right. were wearing it for style. So is your brand, did you think about that when you designed your brand? Was it just strictly because you're an athletic dude and you play sports or did you want it to be worn for fashion just the same right. and athletics or was your goal strictly athletics? Good question, man. Um, when you look at a brand like Nike, they started out in, you know, primarily performance you know, I think the first shoe was made from a, a waffle iron. The bottom of the rubber of the first Nike was made from a waffle iron. <laughs> really? Yeah. Look, look, yep. So they wow. were 100 um, percent athletic apparel. OK. You look at Adidas uh, back in the day, 1936 Olympics, when Jesse Owens wore their shoes. Yeah. They were heavy into they got a lot of, you know, world renowned pub. This guy won a bunch of, you know, gold medals, the great Jesse Owens. And um, so everything started out athletic. Eventually, you look at a company like Adidas, man. Uh, Run DMC was one of their big promoters back. My Adidas, the whole right. deal. So it went from athletics to hip hop culture. To hip hop culture. And you see it with Kanye now and the things of that nature. Right. But um, to answer your question, man, I wanted this to be an athletic brand first and foremost. And if it morphs into the street culture, um, eventually you wanted to get there anyway to where it's well renowned. But eventually, um, initially, I wanted very uh, performance-based type clothes okay. with stretch. You can wear to the gym. And a lot of my stuff, you can wear casually as well. But for the most part, this first go-around, we wanted to design it for gym goers and people like that. Okay. Yeah, because uh, uh, a while a while ago, I don't know if anybody remembers here, but I did a soft promotion for you, and you would give me one of your uh, T-shirts yep. and some shorts. I haven't tried the shorts, I'll be honest, but the T-shirt, man, is amazing. It is absolutely amazing, the material. And- 
even when I'm in my workout mood, I would wear the shirt, mm-hmm. but I would also wear it on my every day, right. my daily routines, whatever errands I have to run, I would still rock that shirt because it felt so good. It, the the material and I'm not going to say this to hype you up just because you're sitting here, but it feels better than some of the Nike shirts that I have. Mm-hmm. And some of the Nike shirts I have, we had talked earlier, some of them shirts are my favorite shirts and I love to wear that shirt. I could wear it every day, but I feel the same about your material, right. your shirt. It because it it's form fitting but not restrictive and right. it's just it's like elastic but doesn't feel rubbery if that makes any sense. Right, right. right. And and it's soft and it's comfortable, man. It's like Hey, this is good quality material here. Uh, appreciate that, bro. We went through five iterations of that shirt, man. Really? Um, different samples from different manufacturers, uh, different fittings, the whole deal, man. So uh, it took probably five months to get that particular shirt right. Really? You're referring to our performance shirt. Yeah. Um, that, that's our, our staple right now. That's pretty much the only one we're selling right now. We're branching out into other stuff. But okay. yeah, a lot of trial and error. Um, I've worn it myself. Uh, I have samples I bought a year ago that are still holding up. The wow. quality is good. And I think that comes with great design. Mm-hmm. I've worked with people who really, really know how to design and then great manufacturers. Well, that was going to bring me to the next question. Like, do you do all the designs yourself? Like, do right. you sketch your designs and make them right. yourself and send them to your manufacturers? Or is it a collaborative thing with right. other people? Uh, partially. So I come up with the initial concept. I draw a little bit, so I would kind of sketch something out. Um, I have a few different people who I work with who are professional, went to fashion school that do things called tech packs. You know what a tech pack is? No. A tech pack is essentially like a PDF file that has every dimension of a shirt or a pair of shorts or a hoodie. Hmm. You know, X amount of inches across the chest, this length, okay, this fabric, this thickness, the whole deal. Almost like a template. For sure. Okay. All right. Cool. So I'll come up with the initial idea. I have somebody who's a professional kind of, they do the the, the tech pack for me. And then we get that to the man, to the manufacturer. That is a big part of everything because you don't want to be given a manufacturer, a half, you know, template. You, you want to make sure it's on point that just avoids, you know, you spend a lot more money than you have to. And then the communication is right then and there. That tech pack will tell them everything you want. Now in that tech pack, does that also include the type of material or do you have to go to the manufacturer yourself? And like wh- what I'm asking is how'd you find that material? Right. Because I've, I've had, I mean, everybody's had tons of t-shirts. I mean, we've right. all had t-shirts all our lives, hundred percent cotton, half and half uh, polyester stretch material and all that. But I very rarely come across t-shirts with the material that you use. Right. Right. Uh, that's a, a 95% cotton, 5% spandex blend, hmm. which a lot of your, your fitness shirts do have mm-hmm. um that was just that particular one that manufacturer has some real quality type cotton i think that's probably what it what it's based down to and um out of like five different samples that particular one was the most quality and is it the type of material that absorbs sweat or is not that no type? no you, that's more your polyester okay but honestly man for for argument's sake this particular type of cotton does absorb sweat a little bit okay. but it's not a sweat absorbing garment right okay. uh, more your polyester more your dry fit that's kind of more your thing right. which we have that coming very very soon as well too. That, that's what i'm thinking because i've had some old uh starter gear right from years back and it was almost 100 percent polyester yep you know and i could i could you could tell the material difference between yep. that and your shirt mm-hmm. but that shirt was designed to absorb sweat. Right. So, but I didn't know if your shirt was designed to do that because it's something new to me. Right. And I just wanted to see. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, next question is how long have you been doing this? Man. Um, like I said, I had this idea in my head since 10, but officially, man, um, we started, I incorporated in 2017 and we just launched last year, actually, hmm. uh, right when the pandemic hit, man, March of 2021. You launched March 2020. <laughs> you launched during the pandemic. Correct. Right. What what made you wanna I mean, were you just all set and ready to go and then the pandemic hit and you were like, I'm just gonna go regardless? Or was that a plan? Like what, um, what was your thinking behind all that? The thinking was, man, you gotta put it out there anyway. I, I was kind of weighing pros and cons. Uh most of the, the stuff had been bought already. So you were ready to go. I didn't go. want it to sit there and collect dust, man. So, right. you know, and a lot of people were shopping online anyway. Yeah, true. So I said, why not? Yeah, the pandemic did boost the online market sales and everything. Everything went up. I mean, first everything stopped because of COVID. Everybody thought it was going to be transferred into cardboard boxes and all that. Right. But once everybody realized that it wasn't, all of a sudden online sales started going up like mad. So, sure. you know, I, I could actually see. 
I mean, I mean, any business model I've looked at, even when there's a disaster, businesses still have their goals that they try to meet. Right. And sometimes they increase their goals during the worst times. I don't know why. I mean, that's beyond my business acumen. But still, they increase their business goals during the worst times. And a lot of times they meet them. So for you to launch during the pandemic is not necessarily a bad thing, I right, guess. Right. Uh, just studying, man, some of the, the biggest businessmen and, and, and people like that, they never let a good pandemic or disaster go to waste. And that's a, a bad way to put it. Mm-hmm. But they see opportunity in where others don't. Right. And that's why they're ahead of everybody else as well. Too. That's what I'm talking they about. They can look through the cracks and, and see little openings and things of that nature. Yeah. Man. Because me, you know, we've talked, I'm an advertising photographer. I do commercial photography and product photography. And when the pandemic hit, I'm like, oh crap, I'm screwed because I'm not going to be getting any product shipped to me in order to photograph. So what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. But um, just like you, other clients that I've dealt with, they're like, you know, this is the time because everybody's going to be buying online because nobody's going to be allowed to go inside the stores. So let's go ahead and step our shipping game up, make sure the boxes were uh, antibacterial or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. And next thing you know, I mean, it did slow down for a little bit because the world slowed down because nobody knew what we were dealing with. Right. But once everybody got their uh, feedback under them, back to business like normal. So. I guess, you know, launching during the pandemic is just like launching any other day of the week once you really break it down and think about it. So. For sure, for sure. Okay, so are you a, a clothing designer by trade, craft? Like Funny, man, no, nah, not at all, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> I wish I could tell you, you know, I, I studied it and I, I went to fashion school. Man, it's something I learned on the fly, man. I'm a weightlifter, man. I, I'm an athlete type dude. You so know, I'm, I'm a nine no, to five dude. No trades. I, I write raps. That, that I do stuff like that. No online courses. I, I knew nothing about fabrics and, and uh, GSMs and the weight of the garment. None of that, man. Wow. I had to learn all this, man. Really? And I put myself on a crash course like anything in life man when you want to do something you're gonna learn every aspect of it just because you don't know it right then and there doesn't mean you can't learn it of course so to be honest with you man when i came home from my job i would go online and study different videos yeah what's gsm's grams per per square measure meaning the weight of the garment i'm Um, I'm learning right now what, what is you know how many uh what's the thread count um you know how long should the garment be uh, things of that nature. You know, um, just to, to branch, uh, go off on a slight tangent, only thing I know about thread count is when I'm thinking about bed sheets. Right, I, right. I never thought about that in regards to clothing. Yeah, it, I, I never thought it, about it's that. It's all the same, man. It's all the same kind of manufacturing process. The same type of fabrics, the same type of stitching, everything. Really? Yep. I, dude, I Not swear. exactly the same, but it's very similar. Right. Yep. It's all relative. Because a lot of these factories, they they make all that stuff in one factory. I swear, I never thought about that. Only thing when it came to thread count was bed sheets. And then later on, uh, talking to a couple of women, they talk about uh, like bath towels and stuff like that. Right. Thread count matters there too. Yep. But I never thought about that in clothing. I mean, yep. it never crossed my mind because when I look at a shirt tag, I don't see thread count or anything like that. So it, it never, I never thought right. two were uh, hand in hand. Yep. Like anything, you got to learn your craft, man. Yeah. At the very least, man, you don't want to get taken advantage of by somebody's manufacturer. You want to know what you're doing. Right. Um, and right. like I said, me having that knowledge really helped me out in talking to the manufacturers, some, um, you know, locally, some overseas. Right. And when you have a good acumen and you know what you're talking about, it makes the conversation a lot smoother and it's better for negotiation as well, too. So being that you were self-taught with this, like a lot of us are like me, uh, I'm self-taught with my photography or the you know, YouTube university. Google University, all that. Um, When you were learning about the thread counts and the GSMs and whatnot, when you first learned about that, did you go home and start looking at your shirts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I start examining everything and I start really, you know, seeing how thin stuff was or uh, the responsiveness of of stuff, like stuff I used to work out in. Why did it rip apart or how does it fit across my shoulders? Things of that nature. Ah. Stuff I really never cared about. But like I said, when you start thinking from a consumer's perspective, Mm -hmm. you want to make sure you're putting a good quality product out there and you want to make sure people are getting a good product and you have to kind of know what a good product is supposed to be. Right, right. So you look at some of your best T-shirts, some of your worst and then you find that middle ground and see why is this one good and why is this one not. Yep. We, we all had the one that shrunk, you know, two times after we washed it or, or, or the thread start coming off or, or, or the logo start coming off. It's like this old piece of crap, man. Dude, like, um, I want my money back. You hey, know what I'm saying? So, man, I've had some T-shirts that when I bought them from the store, they were my favorites right off the bat. Like, I'm going to wear this shirt every day for the rest of my life. Yep. And then I washed it and I pulled it out. And I'm like, yo. I know I didn't gain 20 pounds overnight. Yep. Like what happened to this shirt? Yep. And and sometimes the shirt would say they were pre-shrunk and 
Right. They still weren't. Yep. You wash it and it would shrink again. Right. And it's like, oh, come on, man. My favorite shirt is ruined. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the case you're talking about, like the manufacturer taking advantage of people not knowing uh, what materials they need to buy and how the material is going to hold up. Right. Uh, uh, with day-to-day usage so right and and then not to mention in the shorts as well man I, i'm a short wear i wear a lot of shorts a lot mm-hmm. of you know the big brands man same thing it came to kind of understanding how shorts are responsiveness um can you work out in them can you squat in them can you run in them the whole deal and i had to test a lot of this stuff out Dude, i've been seeing a couple of videos pop up on um instagram and tiktok and whatnot and I know some people are doing it for fun, for clout and all that, but I've seen people uh, working out and they're doing squats and their shorts are just ripping. Yeah. Just ripping. And so I don't know if they're doing it all for fun or it could be just faulty material. It, it might be the material. Um, It might not be a lot of give. You know, my shorts have 5% spandex. And like I said, um, very quality type shorts. You can wear through anything. The responsiveness of the material is going to have a lot to do with whether it's ripping or not. But it's not clean, clingy spandex. No, no, right? no, not at all. It's mainly polyester, but a little bit of stress, 5%. Okay. Just so you can do things like squat and run and that, that whole deal. Okay. Because, yeah, like I said, you, you gave me a T-shirt and some shorts and I haven't tried the shorts yet because I know I'm just a little thick right yeah, now. get them shorts on, man. What you doing, bro? You, you, you slipping, hey, man. Man, hey, you know what I learned about myself, man? I mean, I diet up and down, and right. I, I learned recently I just got to be ready. Right. And, and right now I'm not ready. So be, being that I'm not ready, I'm not going to put my full effort into it. Gotcha. And I'm just going to do it half, but, you know, just get in there a little bit and then stop, get in there a little stop. And I don't want to do that to myself and, right. and lie to myself and get myself hyped up you. for no reason. For sure. But. I still had the shorts. Right I'll see him. Here, I'm yeah, looking at him right yeah, there. I'll see him there. I, I see him there, got bro. Him, man. Yeah, you good. You good, yeah. man. <laughs> so, um, well, let's get back, man. I wanted to go back. You mentioned earlier, you said when you get home from your job. So, is this your full-time business, your full-time job, or are you still in the nine-to-five world trying to make it into the freelancing, yeah, self-employed I, world? I, I still uh, I still uh, have a nine-to-five okay. Um I have you a, don't have to say what it is specifically. Yeah, but, yeah I, I work in the education field. Uh, okay. I have a master's in education. So education was always, you know, um, promoted in my household. Shout out to moms. Right and, um, you know, I've done that for over 15 years now. And um, like I said, the business is going well. Like I said, we, we've been active for a few years now. We're getting a lot of good feedback. And eventually I want to transition to just doing this business. But now is not the time. So all, all my folks out there, man, don't quit your job. You know, before <laughs> you, you know, you yeah. know, you might be getting a couple little sales or doing what you're doing, man. Um, wait it out. See how the market goes, man. It's nothing worse than being broke and wondering how you're gonna pay your rent and nothing like that. Luckily, I've never knock on wood, never been in that position, man. Yeah. But you know, you know, understand what your craft is, understand what you're trying to sell, what you're trying to do, whether it's a service or, or a product, and then figure out that market, man. It took me three, four years to launch, you know, mm. officially. Yeah. You know, I had a couple of things here and there, but I wanted to understand the game, man. I, mm. I wanted to understand the marketing aspect of it. Um, Instagram is something that um, we're, we're going to start posting up on Instagram again, but understand what you're doing before you just quit your job. Right. You, you know, know and, and get a little, get a little cushion as well too. You know, <laughs> cut expenses. That's another thing, man. A lot of y'all want to start your own company and you still want to ball out and you got a $600 car payment. Bruh. You know, when you could be dumping that money into your business right. and investing in yourself. Hey, you must have been listening to my podcast, man, because I know? swear I've been uh, I, I've said this in mul- multiple episodes. I mean, one of my first episodes was something like that. It's like and no knock against uh, Steve Harvey. I just use him for an example because he always talks about how he used to live in his car and he made it. Well, we're in different times now right. and it's a lot more people on the planet, which means a lot more competition. The internet, even speaking to Steve Harvey, he always talks about y'all got it so easy because you just on the internet where back in the day they had to foot it to go wherever they had to go and sell themselves door to door. So we have that much more competition online. So whatever I'm doing and whatever I think I'm doing. And uh, if you listen to my podcast a lot, I always talk about my brother, man, this dude has some of the best ideas in the world. And we'll sit back and be like, I got it. I got it. And then we'll say, before we say something, let's look online and see if it's out there. Everybody's already doing it. Because the competition is so fierce. It's so many people, so many people on the planet, which means so much more competition and so many more creative people. So like you say, don't quit your job just yet unless you know what you're doing. Because if you take that leap like Steve Harvey and you might end up sleeping in your car, but it's a chance that you might not bounce back the same way that he did. So you do have to set up a cushion just in case 
it doesn't fall the way you want it to fall. Right. I'm going to speak on competition as well, man, because coming into this, man, I had a lot of quote unquote friends, man. Oh, how you going to compete with the big dogs, oh, the Nikes, the Under Armors? Everybody got a clothing line, man. And, and competition <laughs> is going to be there regardless, regardless. man. Regardless. You know, if, if there's a, a pretty girl, man, it's going to be a hundred dudes trying to get out her. What's right. your DM? What's your number? It's that and the other. Competition, man. It's going to be what it is, man. But you got to, you know, have enough belief in yourself to say, you know what, man, I'm going to make happen what I make happen. One thing, man, I mean, I don't listen to numbers, man. Mm. I don't listen to percentages. Only X amount of businesses make it this way. I've never been that way. Right. You know, as somebody like myself who didn't graduate with a high GPA, you know, counselors telling me, man, you're probably not going to make it in college. And I have two master's degrees. I was in a PhD program at one time. Let me throw a round of applause in there for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so. When, when you lock your mind into doing something, man, you can make it. It sounds so cliche-ish, man. But it, it, when, it does. But when, when you want to do something, go do it. Competition is going to be what it is. Adversity is going to be what it is. The time is going to go by anyway. You might as well mash for yours and go for it. Hey, bro, you know, I'm a... Uh uh to to tag along to what you tag on to what you just said. I'm a big time do it yourselfer. And it's because my mindset is if they can do it, I can do it. Right. Period. You know? I mean, yeah, you look at the big companies and see how big they they went and you look at sometimes you look at the numbers, sometimes you don't. But what I look at is the fact that they did it. And it's like if you could do it, I can do it. You know, right. like for example, I like working on my car. I'm no mechanic by no means, no, no auto training whatsoever. But I look at it like somebody put this together. Right. I can put it together and take it apart just the same as they did. So I get out there and I try it. And, you know, I, um, but with my photography, I learned my craft, make sure I'm good at my craft. And then I put myself out there. But um, I didn't look at what my competitor was doing and how much better they were than me or how many more people they reached than me. I just figured if they could do it, I can do it. So I just put myself out yeah. there and ma- I mastered my craft first. And then I put myself out there just to add on to what you were saying and actually to go on. Even further to what you were just saying, talking about the job. Well, first of all, I didn't know you had a uh, master's in education. Yeah, yeah. So, well, before I asked the question that I was going to ask, let me just ask another question off the top of my head. How did you go from education to clothing? Like I said, clothing has always been in 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 my mindset in terms of wanting to create my own brand. You mm-hmm. know, I, I just think, man. Um, to long story short, I don't think I believed in myself enough. To mm-hmm. be honest with you. Um, a lot of these ideas I had 20 years ago. So you fell back on education. That was your backup plan? Correct. Correct. Okay. okay. Um, I started designing stuff when I was in college, which is, which is about 20 years ago now. Mm-hmm. I'm telling my age. So it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. But, hey, we know, all got some grades in here. So um, it is what it is. Bro. I, I wish to goodness, man, I just would have stuck with it like I am now because I would have probably been way successful long, long before. But man. I didn't think I really had the talent to do it. Uh, the stick to itiveness. Um, I didn't know anything about trademarks, marketing, nothing like that. Was it know? anything or anything somebody, someone in particular said that discouraged you? Or? Not at all. Not at all. Because oh. I really didn't tell a lot of people that. Okay. Um, but I was heavily influenced, man, by a lot of the um, the FUBUs and, and cross mm-hmm. colors and people like that, which is more of a street brand. Mm-hmm. But um, the only big athletic apparel brands I knew was Nike and, you know, Adidas, Under Armour. Well, Under Armour wasn't even out yet, but I was like, how do I get there? And I really mm-hmm. didn't fathom that I could just, you just do it. Yeah. Just like Nike said, you just do it. Yeah, you just I mean, go out there and you start making <laughs> right. things happen and you figure it out. Like education was not easy either. Right. You figure things out. Yeah. You know what I I'm mean, saying? Just like first time parents, they don't know what to do, how yep. to raise a kid. But once they have that kid, they're like, it, I, I got to do it. And that's one thing, man, in college and I went to college and, and it's a good and bad thing, man. I don't want to discourage anybody from going to college, but a lot of times, a lot of the business courses I took, um, a lot of your, your, your teachers never owned a business. Mm. You know, they, they, wow. they never went through the day to day of serving customers or anything right. like that. They weren't practitioners. They read it through a book, you ah, know, and, and, and they developed the knowledge of it, but they've never done it. Like, like I said, you taught yourself how to be a photographer. Yeah. I taught myself how to do this fashion thing or, or, or understanding, you know, this trade as far as clothing and fabrics and things of that nature, man. Mm-hmm. I like doing it. I like getting my hands dirty. Mm-hmm. I like taking L's. I think L's are good. You got to take them Dude, losses, man. I don't even call them losses. I call yep. them lessons. Yep. It's the same L, but it's a lesson yep. because it's only a loss if you just quit and you finally just give up and say, right. I'm not doing this no more. Then it's a loss, but otherwise it's a lesson and you make sure you don't do that mistake again. And then you go forward and you make sure that when you start to come across that L again, you're like, let me just detour and go the other way. Yep. But 
I got to do another tangent, man. When you're talking about the book smarts and uh, the the, peep, the teachers in business that don't know about business. Right. My first, one of my first businesses, uh, I'm about to be 47. Um, my first business, I started when I was 30, right? When I was like 28, 29, 30, my very first business. And it was a club promotion and lifestyle promotion. And it was called Fast Life Online. It was just the fast life, whether you street racing, skateboarding, biking, whatever was that fast life for you, that's what we tried to promote. The problem is I had some business partners and they weren't necessarily the problem, but their way of going about doing things was the problem. And what I mean by that is we had the one guy who actually came up with the business. He was the idea man. I mean, this dude had the sweetest ideas on earth. He'll he'll drop something like, man, we should do this. And it's like, you see that light bulb and you're like, oh, like this is it. Like it's going to blow. And then you had the business guy with the business degree that wanted to do everything by the book. Right. And that's was that was our demise. Me, I was the mouthpiece. I was the one that went to talk to the businesses, negotiate the price and get us signed, get the contract signed so we could actually promote that business on our website. Well, the 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 idea, man, he wanted to live the lifestyle, popping bottles, make it look like we rich. And I'm like we're broke. Like we're negative. We're in the negative broke. Then you got the book guy that says, well, the book says all businesses fail first. So we need to fail a couple of times. I'm like, why are you waiting to fail? Let's right. not think about failure. Let's think about being a success. And if we do fail, we'll take the lesson from that. But don't sit there and turn to chapter A, B, or C and tell us that we're supposed to fail here because right. you're already predetermining that we're going to fail. Right. So, and then we started to bump heads because of different ideas like that. It's like, well, you got all the ideas here, but you're not putting in the legwork. You got all the book smarts here, but you're following the book word for word and it's not helping us. And I'm doing all the walking and talking. And it's like, that's not an even split when at the end of the day, the profits that you're making, you're taking them and going to the club and popping bottles to look like we're rich. I don't want to fake it till we make it. I want to take that money and reinvest into the business and make the business grow. Well, as you can see, I work for myself, so we're no longer partners anymore. But it's 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 funny how you say that because, like you say, the business uh, teachers they're not practitioners. Where my business partner, he was just strictly following the book, and it's like you can't. Life is not in specific chapters and categories like that. I mean, at least my life don't fall that way. My right. my my line is not straight. Dude. My line is zigzag up and down, down up 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 down again and then it's you know i just make adjustments accordingly so yep on that man one of my favorite quotes i think is um never take criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from because <laughs> you, you get a lot of people man they speak out of fear man and that's um, what it was man it was a lot of fear in that you know, book and why would you, know? you even plan on failing man i'm telling that, you that makes zero sense whatsoever that was our biggest debate we never really had arguments because we were friends i mean we don't talk anymore right. now but but we never had really full blown out arguments. We just right. had debates. And it's like, dude, why are you waiting to fail? Right. Well, the book said, you know, most businesses fail. It's like, right. forget what the book says. Let's 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 just not be the statistic. Right. Let's be different than what the book says. Let's try to go around that failure zone and then keep going straight and keep right. working our way up this uh, ladder here yep. and see if we can do it like that. But on that note, people listening out there, man, if you got friends like that. Cut them off, man. You, you'll save yourself a lot of heartache and a lot of BS. And sometimes it, they're family members. Yeah. I get it. You, you can't really cut off your family like that. It's, it's hard to do. It is it, hard it, to it's, do. It's a lot of friends, man, that you have no ties to that's going to, because they're, they're speaking out of their own fears. You know, it's a lot of people say, why don't you come out with one shirt? No, nah, man, I wanted to come out with what I wanted to come out with. Right. I had my vision, man. My grandmother used to always tell me, man, to real, follow your first mind always, man. And every time I don't follow my instinct and my gut, I lose. Yeah. So I just take it to, hey, when it's time, I'm going to do what I need to do, what I feel is best. And you ultimately, man, that's usually what works for you. Yeah. You know, well, with that being said, my next question that I have written down here, I got actual questions written for you, sir. Uh, what is the hardest part of starting your brand? What's What's been the hardest part for oh, you? Oh, man, just, you know, sometimes you don't get the immediate response, man. You know, man, and, that, and that can be discouraging. I'll give you an example, man. Um, <clears throat> I, I, uh, I have some local producers, but I, I, uh, I have a lot of stuff from overseas, man. Okay. So a lot of times, man, it's taking four or five, six months to get you your clothing. So you're paying thousands of dollars, man, you know, sitting there. Because it has to go through customs and whatnot. Exactly. And and, and it might take them, you know, a month or two to get what you need done, depending on the order quantity. Not to mention delays in customs. I didn't think about that. Things of that nature. So you got a lot of money that has been spent already. 
that you are not going to get back because you can't sell it. You can't put it on a website or anything. So like that. if you promote too soon and you have people waiting and waiting and waiting, but your product's not coming in through no, no fault of your own, right. that can hurt you. Sometimes you, you have to hold back on a promotion oh. until you get everything together enough to have to put together a website and a whole deal. That can be pretty right. difficult, and, though. And, and another thing, too, man, some, not everybody's going to like your stuff. Yeah. You know, you, you're not going to fit everybody's bill. You know, uh, I've been fortunate to where the majority, no cap, the majority of everybody who's, you know, bought my stuff has liked it. A few people, oh, uh, you know, it's cool, but you can do this better, do this better. That's all part of growing and yeah. understanding. But like I said, understand, man, everybody's not going to like what you're doing. And that's cool. It's not for them. And that's cool. You don't have to hate them. You don't have to cuss them out. That's not for them. You just keep it moving. Bro, art, art is subjective. You know, I'm an artist. I'm, I'm a photographer. You know, right. art is subjective. What one person loves, another person might not like right. at all. I mean, I could show you. I, I'll show you later. Well, if I could bring it up. I don't know. Where, I'll put my phone over here. I'm going to show you a photo real quick. Let me see if I could bring it up without uh, taking up too much of the people's time. But uh, let me just ask Google. Um, hold on. Hey, Google. Show me the most expensive photo. I want you to see this photo, bro. And you're not going to believe this photo. And this is all about, well, let me type it in. Most expensive photo. This is all about subjectiveness. Oops. Expensive photo. Okay. This is, this is one of them. This photo here sold for $4.3 million. Wow. Right. 4.3. It's very basic. It's, very, it's just some grass yep, and some, some water, water, right? Yep. And that's it, and right? And a skyline. In a skyline yep. that's blown out, no detail, no clouds, nothing beautiful about it, right? The story behind the photo that I read is the guy who, the photographer, I forget his name, but the photographer who took the picture was riding passenger in his friend's car, had a new camera and wanted to test it out, stuck his camera out the window and just took a snapshot of whatever he saw. Right. Some millionaire saw this photo and said, we could put this in an auction house and sell it. Put it in an auction house and they bid on it and it sold for four point yeah. three million dollars. That reminds I don't know if you're into crypto, but I've been kind of Learning following it. crypto I'm, a yeah. little bit. Mm -hmm. A lot of that stuff is like that unique art that people are putting value. Everything yeah, is about NFTs, what you put value on. Right. NFTs the whole deal. The NFT, yep. Look, bro, crypto, uh <laughs> uh man, my, I know my brother's probably laughing at this right now. Years back, uh, I want to say two thousand five ish when Bitcoin really became public, my old coworker, I used to work at Hertz. Old coworker that I still mess with. This guy's. Cool I worked at Hertz too for a little bit too. Yeah, I, I used to do up. the uh, GPS, the yep. uh, navigation systems okay. in Hertz. But uh, me and this cat were working there, and he said, "Hey, I just got the insight on some new money coming out. It's called Bitcoin, and it's going to replace money." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Man, what?" I'm like, "Well, you know what? F it. Let me go ahead and talk to my brother, my cousin, see what it's about." Dial him up. Hey, y'all. There's this new money coming out that's going to replace the American dollar called Bitcoin. We should buy into it. And they were like, yeah, yeah, all right, whatever. Almost laughed me off the phone. I know my brother mad right now saying he didn't laugh me off the phone. But, hey, man, you laughed me off the phone, bro. But anyway, they, they kind of just like, eh, it ain't nothing, whatever. And plus, I, I mean, in everybody's defense, we didn't know anything about investing or where to buy the Bitcoin in the first place. Right. But if we would have bought the Bitcoin back in 2005 when it first released, like, for a couple of dollars, yep. we'd be millionaires yep. right now. Yep. Oh, man, it's painful. What did your gut tell you, man? My gut told me I should try this, but honestly, the truth is I didn't know what to do. I really didn't know anything right. about investing, where right. to invest, where to start. Right. I had no clue what to do. Right. And I was like, maybe I should try it, but I don't know. And I really didn't know. If you would have bought one or two Bitcoins. Oh, that's man. All, you know, for $5 a pop, you would have been good. Man. Bro, we wouldn't even be talking now, yep. not because of any beef. We wouldn't know each other because we'd be in different circles. Right, right. I'd be in a millionaire circle somewhere. Because I would have bought into Bitcoin. Well, see, that's a good topic as well, man. Because a lot of times, me included, man, I think about the what ifs. Yeah. What if has already happened, man? Yeah. What are you doing now? Right. You know, yeah, I missed out on Bitcoin. But you know what, man? I learned lessons in, in, in that time. Yeah. I'm doing what I need to do now. Same thing with me. I wish I would have started this company 20 years ago. It happens when it's supposed to. You Very know? true. Absolutely but true. But at the end of the day, when you have a feeling about doing something, mm -hmm. just do it. Mm-hmm. And if you fall on your face, it is what it is. Okay. So that transitions to my uh, next question here. And that is going back to the nine to five world. You say, just do it when your gut tells you to do it. When does your gut tell you that you're ready to leave the nine to five? World? Um, now I, I believe in more analytics as far as this is, this is concerned. Um, do you have enough a year's pay mm -hmm. set aside? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mentioned that in my Are, are most of your bills paid? Do you have a lot of outstanding debt that you need to take care of? Start figuring those things out. And then when you when your debt is minimal, 
and you have reserves to where if something happened or business was down for a year and a year plus, you would be good. Mm-hmm. That's when you want to start doing it. There's no exact thing to it. Right. I know people who didn't have that, that just had a feeling, hey, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to run with this. Right. That worked for them. But me, I'm more practical from that aspect of it. Are all my debts or most of my debts paid? Do mm-hmm. I have enough if something went wrong or business kind of slowed down or I had an issue with the manufacturer yeah. or something PR nightmare happened? Yeah. Now I want to make sure I'm good to go financially. So then, you know, I can pivot and do what I need to do from there. Yeah. I've, I've, mentioned, I've mentioned that in some of my earlier episodes. Like if you're going to make that jump, don't just blindfold yourself and just jump off a cliff. Right. Make sure you have a stash set aside because there's going to be times where you're going to have to touch that stash just to pay the bills, just to keep right. the lights on. You know, you might have might not have to deplete your whole stash. You might make a little bit of money along the way, right. but you need that cushion just in case. And you can use that time to say, what did I do wrong? What can I do better to where I don't have to touch that stash? But knowing that you have that stash set aside for you at emergency stash is is. It's reassuring when you decide to venture out on your own. Now, if you got a rich pops, rich uncle, oh, yeah, ladies, totally you got logic. your rich sugar daddy, whatever, he's looking <laughs> you up. You, yeah. you, you know, you could you could operate a little bit differently. But, right. you know, for other cats, man, really analyze it and kind of just go off of, you know, what you need to do. Yeah, I, I've cut expenses before I tried to make the jump. You know, I uh, luckily I was in a situation, a position where I was able to pay off whatever I owed on my car. So that eliminates that bill. You know, if I had some credit card bills that were a little bit outstanding, knock those down. Um, at the time I had moved in with my ex. So instead of paying rent and she paying rent, it cut our bills in half. So, cause you know, we, we live together. So right. I was able to save money and on those slow months, because you're going to face some slow months. It's just, it's just part of the game. Even mm-hmm. these billionaire companies, billion dollar companies face slow, slow, uh, months and stuff. They don't tell you about it, right. but they, they go through ups and downs just like every, it's just part of the way of the world, the game that we're in. Mm-hmm. But because I had that cushion set aside, I was able to survive those slow months. So on other episodes of this podcast, I've told people, you know, don't just blindly jump. I don't care what your gut tells you. And I don't want to be like going back, uh, sound counterintuitive and go uh, against what I said earlier. But I'm just trying to say, be smart about it. Mm-hmm. Don't just blindly dive out and say, you know, what, I got five dollars in the bank. This is it. Everybody doesn't have that fairy tale ending. Like I think The Rock, he calls right. his company seven, seven bucks for that. Seven bucks, yeah. Yeah, seven bucks. I mean, you know, I thought about that the other day, matter of fact. Yeah, he said uh seven bucks, that's all he had to his name, but wasn't his pops rich? Or didn't I, his pops I don't have think money? he was. His dad was Rocky Johnson. He yeah. was a wrestler. I don't think wrestlers made that much money back then. Ah, and he okay. would tell a lot of stories about them getting kicked out and evicted. I was they wondering got about that. From the Wine you know? Island and all that. So okay, yeah, uh, I don't think so. Okay, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't questioning. I wasn't there, saying, but I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't think so. Well, I wasn't trying to call him out to be a fraud, yep, but I, I thought you. about it. It's like, yep. wait a minute, your dad was a famous wrestler, but I didn't think about different pay scales back then. Yep. You know, wrestlers. They, they weren't getting Hulk Hogan money back then because right. his dad, Rocky Johnson in the 70s. Plus he's black. Like that. Exactly. You know, exactly. So, yep. you know, and, and it's not necessarily a racial thing. I don't make my podcast about racism, right. but it is what it is. It, At those it, times. It, it exists. And yeah, yeah it you absolutely weren't getting, is. you know, highly touted as that guy to make that kind of money. So. Right. Right. So, okay. Uh, I know we're going off on a tangent because we get talking and getting the yep. vibe in and stuff, but let me get back to another question here yep. I have for you. Um, are you part of the day-to-day hands-on with your company? Yeah, I have a few people that help me in terms of packaging orders and things of that nature. But for the most part, man, uh, from marketing to the designing to the talking to manufacturers to the um, commercials. Matter of fact, check out our promo video on YouTube, uh, Inner Legend Athletics. You'll see me getting okay. my workout done, doing a whole deal. So I'm, I, I model for it as well. Okay. So day-to-day, I'm the brain trust behind it. I'm the innovator. I'm, I'm the guy that anything you see that comes out as far as the brand is me as of right now. So you have the final say. Exactly. With that being said, though, um, mm-hmm. I do align myself with people who do jobs very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned designers. I mentioned photographers. I mentioned videographers, people like that. Right. Um, the, the bigger we're getting, I'm starting to have to delegate more things. And all the great leaders all the great CEOs, all the great generals in the army that I read about. Absolutely. They trust their people. And there are people who are smarter than you. Yeah. I know a little bit about a lot of things, but I'm really not an expert in a lot of things. Right. So I eventually look forward to delegating responsibilities to more people to where I can just sit back and kind of oversee everything. So these people that you work with, are they partners in your business? Not, or? No, no. These are just independent contractors. So uh, I don't have any partners. No, no partners. No. Just, it's all you. Correct. It's all me. Okay. Yep. All right, so so you got to take the good and the bad, the bitterness, the bitter with the sweet. It, Man, 
that's part that's part of the game, man. That's part of life. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not just business. That that's life, man. Yeah, you know? Man. Yeah. Um, so uh last question here. I mean, this episode is good, and you know, like when me and you get to talking, we could be sitting here all night yep. talking, but I don't want to talk my audience's ears off. But I gotta ask this very important question yep. to you, sir. Why the name Inner Inner Legend? Man, um, it's funny, man. Shout out to my uncle Ray. He he uh we from uh South Central LA originally. But yeah, my, man. My, that's yep. where me and my family yep. from too, brother. Seventy first and Normie. Shout out to LA, lived in Palmdale for a minute. I'm a California dude, but uh, but anyway, I'll go off on a tangent on that. But um <laughs> I, I, I used to talk a lot of stuff growing up, man. Like, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali was a hero of mine, yeah, Deion Sanders, the, the confident yeah. brother man, you know, right so on. to speak. And um I used to say how great I was at everything, even hmm. though I probably wasn't. Hey, you know, visualize it, it you make it exactly, exactly, exactly. Yes, sir. Okay. And I remember my uncle Ray saying, "Man, you a legend in your own mind, aren't you?" Yeah. And that kind of always stuck with me, man. Yeah. And honestly, man, you got to believe it before anybody else does, right? And a lot of times, man, we idolize entertainers and athletes and 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 other people. Thinking I could never reach that status, I could never be as good as this mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what's funny, man, was is a great thing that I was thinking about. The actor Michael B. Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. His name was Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. What if he thought I'll never be as great in my craft right. as the 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 original Michael Jordan is at his, and right. he never start acting, and now he's probably just as popular Dude, in dumb. his craft. As MJ was in basketball. Did you used to watch The Wire? Exactly. When, yeah, he, was, when he was a kid. Yep. And yep. he was dope as a kid. Yep. yep. You know? So, yeah. You, you have to have that ultimate belief in yourself. And not that you can just be average and you can just kind of get by. You can be legendary, man. Like, like you know, they build statues of regular people were regular people at one time. Right. Of all the greats. Right. People, they were just regular people trying to figure their way out in hey. the world, find out who they are, man. Like I said, so, if, if they could do it, I can do it. Right. If, and, Yep, go ahead, man. Oh, I mean, if they can do it, you can do it. Yep. Just the same, like like I was saying, when I tinker with my cars, you know, somebody had to put it together. If they can put it together, I could put it together. I could take it apart and put it back together. And knock on wood, I have been able to do that. So yep. if they can do it, so yep. can we. Everybody starts out regular people, man. And and the brand is an athletic apparel brand, but that's just a vehicle for you to, you know, to, to deliver the message. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have everything I need within me. You don't need validation from your parents. Mm -hmm. You don't need validation from that girl you like. You don't need validation from your teachers, anything like that. Everything is internal, man. And when you start recognizing that, man, you can't be stopped. Yeah. And you can be legendary in whatever you choose to do. Right. right Um, Our our, our slogan, which is trademark, is embrace your legend. Yeah. A lot of people run from it. Stand in that mirror like, I'm great. I could be whatever I want. Yes. I don't need a pat on the back. I don't need an applause, man. Right. As long as I'm doing what I need to do. Right. And when you do it for you, you do it for the right reasons, man. You you can go to a stratosphere you never, ever thought of. Man. Yeah. Hey, man, when I used to uh, do a lot of headshots back when I was living in Long Beach, I did a lot of headshots for a lot of up and coming, wanting to be actors. And I don't mean like want to be like they're not good actors. They just wanted to be an actor. But they wouldn't even invest in themselves to get headshots. And I was doing headshots at a super cheap rate. And I'm like, look, man, get you some good headshots. Don't take the camera phone picture and go to some audition like that. You you got to invest in yourself. Just like you said, you got to believe your inner legend. You got to believe in yourself enough to go as far as paying the money to get the headshots. Because if you don't, and what happened is one of my actual clients showed up at an audition and they were like, where's your headshots? And he brought out his phone and said, here. And they're like, man, if you don't get that out of my face and go get some real headshots, you're never going to get a job out here. Right. So, you know, you got to invest in yourself. You got to believe in yourself enough to spend the money on yourself because the money that I was charging to do headshots, you could blow that out one night at the club where after you go to the club and come back, that money's gone where that headshot is going to be good at least six months to a year. You can market yourself infinitely Mm -hmm. with that same headshot and who knows what will land in your lap. But, you know, by taking shortcuts and not believing in yourselves and not thinking it's going to work anyway, so I'm not going to pay for this headshot or whatever the case may be, you're already shooting yourself in the foot before you even get off the block. Right, right. Uh, and uh, I'm a believer in get it how you get it. I, I understand that, man. But you got to invest in yourself, man. You, you you have to understand. I have a plan. I want to be a certain way, and I want to live a certain lifestyle. Not just material, just internally. That that peace that you have, man. Mm-hmm. How can you get there? Right. And you need to be striving towards that every day. Yeah. And that's part of what the brand represents as well, too. Yeah. You set, set a goal for yourself. Uh, write down. You know, I do uh, vision boards. 
Um, I made a vision board. I have it on my computer. Every time I turn my computer on in the morning, the first thing that pops up before I unlock my computer is my vision board. Right. And I look at it and I see what I need to achieve. Where am I in re- regards to what date I set on this p- particular goal? What do I need to do to achieve it? Okay, this is not working. Let me back. Let me set that date back just a little bit further, but not too far back. And let me do this instead of that right now because of the way things are going. But I I pay attention to my vision board. I write stuff down. I mean, you can see my office is a mess. Just looking here, but I just got notes and stuff. I got a book right there with just quotes that I write down for myself. I keep them to myself, but I open it up and I look at it and it's like, okay, I need to get back on my horse. Right. You know, I need to get back into it, get do this, invest in myself. I got notes everywhere. Sometimes I lose them, but then when I find them, it's like, oh man, I remember when I wrote that down and that re-inspires me, motivates me to keep on going. So right. it, back back <laughs> when I wasn't working out and I wasn't as swell as I am now, man, I um I lost 50 pounds in a month, bro. Yeah, and I just dialed in, man. Yeah. I turned off that TV yeah. about eight years ago. I changed my diet. Mm-hmm. All the you know crap I was eating, mm-hmm. I cut it out. Mm-hmm. I started running. I started lifting. Mm-hmm. Weight just came off, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I lived with my brother and my cousin back in Garden Grove, uh, that was when I was the most fit I ever been as an adult. And my, my best friend lives in San Diego. He's a martial artist. And he told me about circuit training. I knew nothing about it, but he gave me a little quick circuit, said, do this, do this, do that. And I did it five days a week. Dude, the weight was coming off like crazy. I was fit, fit. You know, of course, I fell off, but that's just life. But I was fit because I, you know, I put all the effort into myself. You know, I cut out the bad food and I I was on a strict diet and strict workout routine. And it worked, man. It it worked. So when you put, when you go all in and invest all in yourself, you're going to get the results. So same thing with your business. You you, you can't, what we want to do, work for ourselves, not have to punch a nine to five clock, live the life that we want to live, whatever it may be, whether it's extravagant or not, whatever it may be, we got to put the effort in to do it because it's not just going to happen. Why would it just happen? Nobody knows who I am. I spend most of my days in the house working. So nobody's just going to just find me. I got to put myself out there. I got to put my work out there, make sure my work is good enough to be seen. And then when it's seen, can I back that work up? Can I do that work consistently? If not, keep on uh, going at my craft until it becomes second nature. Right. You know, so people will put premium gas in a car, $100 car washes and eat like crap, <laughs> not take care of themselves, not meditate, not not find peace mentally. Um Put that effort into yourself, man, and yeah. you will never be denied. Like, like it, it's almost a hundred percent guarantee you're going to be better because of it. Yeah, yeah, you know that's absolutely true, man. Yeah, when you when you do put effort, real effort into yourself, the results are undeniable. Yep, they, they're undeniable. Well, man, I thank you, man. Let me get you hit you with a round of applause again, man. I thank you for coming through, talking with me, man. This is a great conversation, and I hope the people that are listening can actually get something from you. But yeah. Before we end this, please, please, please take your time and tell everybody where they can find you and find your products. Yes. Uh, my website is www.innerlegendathletics.com. Um, we uh, have uh, still a lot of performance T-shirts on there. We're, we have some new stuff. Uh, I'll kind of let that cat out the bag. But um, performance T-shirts, we have a few shorts left, uh, hats, beanies, things of that nature. Our Instagram is innerlegendathletics. Uh, if you want to holler at me personally, uh, my Instagram is rel is relentless, R E L L I S relentless. And, um, like I said, Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, YouTube, check out the YouTube video. Um, there will be a lot more media, uh, things coming up soon. Um, as far as clothing, we have hoodies, brand new shorts in, in the works right now. And then ladies, we, we, we're going to take care of you as well. We only have men's stuff now, but ladies, we're going to take care of you. Uh, I've been um, getting samples of uh, uh, leggings and a lot of women are picky as far as the, the type of uh, workout wear they wear. So I just want to make sure, you know, we, we, we hooked y'all with some good stuff, but um, very quality stuff that's coming out soon. Absolutely. And um, like I said, man, we, we, we plan on growing huge. Um, eventually, I want to start working with some of the universities. I've already been in talks uh, a little bit, but eventually, man, I just want this to be a, a brand. When people think of that go-to apparel brand that they want to work out with, they go to our website. And uh, eventually, we have a, a retail store, hopefully uh, some sometime real soon. But yeah, man, I appreciate everybody, man. I appreciate you, brother, for, for letting yeah. me on, man. I, I've been watching your podcast. It's, it's cool to be I, on it. Yeah, I appreciate and, it. And uh, to, to get the brand out there, man. But, you know, in, in part, man, 
everybody out there handle business man you know what you need to do man yeah you know um you know what needs to happen and if you don't know what needs to happen just get in a quiet room real quick and start thinking about what needs to happen yeah all the answers will come to you yes man. sir your inner legend is in there and uh, like i said man embrace your legend look in the mirror understand who you are understand who you want to be and understand it might not take you 10 years it might but but if, if you're on top of it man it, you'll get there a lot sooner than you think yeah and, and if you sit back and wait thinking that you should or shouldn't that 10 years goes by and you'd be like man if i would have started 10 years ago think where i'd be right now the time is gonna go by anyway the time is gonna you go know, by we, regardless we have so much potential man mm-hmm. and that we don't tap into man yeah you know you look at the cemetery it's a lot of people that said i wish i would have yeah i think it was wayne dyer man that said um a lot of people die with their music still left inside of them uh, or something man. like that yeah yeah you know so like i said man while you living man you got that idea go for it and then before I go on a tangent, man, here's one thing that I've learned and just in life in general, everybody doesn't need to know what you're doing. Right. I know you want to tell, you know, your moms, <laughs> and your, 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 your girlfriend, and your boyfriend, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. People, man, like I said, they speak out of fear. We spoke about this previously, man. Mm-hmm. You know what you need to do. Yeah. You know, they'll know what you're doing when you're successful and when things are popping. Right. You know, and understand you can do what you need to do on your own. Sometimes you might need help. But for the most part, if you focus enough, you can make whatever happen happen. Period. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. And I'll end that with a round of applause, man. I do absolutely appreciate you coming through and talking with me, man. And like I said, I hope everybody listening, check you out. I hope they gain something from your knowledge that you share with us, you know, um, encouraging people to make it get out there and take that leap of faith but do it plan it plan it don't just jump plan it know what you're going to do know what you want to do and and follow the steps that you need to like you said sit in that quiet room get a piece of paper out man and write i mean yeah we're all computer and tech savvy we got our cell phones or whatnot but i still write things down it makes a difference when i actually write them down as opposed to typing them on a computer it works for me maybe it'll work for you but anyway this is ahmed with can i really make it and my special guest terrell tenson of inner legend athletics please check out his website please go ahead and support him if not at least reach out and talk to the cat you see he has good information good knowledge Maybe he can help steer you in a better direction than I can. I don't know. But if you if you want to talk to him, please reach out and you'll find out when you do. All right. So until next Tuesday, I'll talk to you guys. Peace.